This is African Sciences from Deep Black Recordings. You're tuned in to the Decisive Podcast Guest Mix with your host, Roberto Q. Ingram. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Decisive Podcast Series. I'm Roberto Ingram. Thank you for listening today, and I would like to take the time to uh, thank you all for uh, your support and uh, that you uh, keep me motivated to keep bringing you artists that are cutting edge and uh, I like to say artists that have an opinion <laughs> about music uh, and they just do what they do the best. Uh, I'm happy to be your host and um, I would like to welcome today a very intuitive type of producer and very, um, how should I say, uh, extraordinary uh, in what he does, Mr. African Sciences. Hello, Mr. African Sciences, also known as Eric Porter. Hey, how's it going? It's okay. It's okay, <laughs> it's okay now. We can both laugh about what's been going on before this interview. Oh, yeah. How's the weather over there in New York? Everything okay? Yeah, beautiful. Last, last officially last days of summer. Yeah, I mean, the, the heat just keeps coming back, you know? It's like, okay. I thought, I thought we were moving into the next season, but, you know. Hey, um, you know, it's been, I don't know how long, about uh, a year since our last podcast, right? I, yeah, year, year plus, right? A little yeah. longer than that? A little longer than that. Yeah. What's been going on with you musically, man? Oh, you know, just uh, moving around um, musically from place to place, um, trying to, you know, just keep all... Um, creative avenues open you know not you know there's a lot of different ways to express yourself musically so you know i tend to jump around a bit uh see what else i can get into you know um i have to start off by saying um that i really appreciate and respect your um your musical talent because what i think intrigued me the most was the fact that uh you were able to um combine all different aspects of music as far as electronic, jazz, African, hip-hop, and kind of make some kind of sense of it all. And not very often do I get a this uh, uh, type of uh, artist that able to do that with some kind of continuity and cohesiveness. Yeah, how did you develop this type of uh, approach to making music? It stems from uh, my background and the different types of music that I was exposed to as a kid, you know, just being into a wide range of different sounds and uh, rhythms and, and just completely different genres, you know. I've always been a little eccentric with my taste, I guess. Do you have any um, major influences from any um, past, present, or future artists or bands? Or I would, I would definitely point to, to bands that and to be less afraid of stepping outside of their comfort zones. You know, maybe bands like, um, uh, for instance, uh, I could point to a major influence would be, not sonically, but just stylistically being daring. Uh, a band like Fishbone. Fishbone is, a, F- Fishbone is, from, a, is from the West Coast, right? Los yeah, Angeles. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Punks, funk, right. Scott, Scott band. So yeah, uh, just uh, being able to to um, combine all these different influences in a in a way that makes sense. You know, that's always intrigued me to run across bands or musicians that were able to do that. Um, Frank Zappa would be another example. Someone who you know was in the rock and roll field, but 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 was heavily into like 
uh, music concrete uh, or different like uh, experimental uh, composers, you know, and he was able to blend rock with classical, with with sound art, with, you know, jazz influences, all, all of these different things, you know, in a cohesive way. So that's another major influence, I would say. And some say some say also um, uh, that you're you sound sometimes a little bit like, or you have some influences from Sun Ra and uh, Alice Coltrane. Is that mm -hmm. also? I, I would definitely always have to point directly to the sun. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse the bad pun, but no. yeah, um, there's a, I think there's a, a definite connection with, um, with him uh, being that he was born in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. I, I grew up, uh, spent half of my childhood in Alabama. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when I went off to um, university, the, the, the school that I went to was actually the school that that's, uh, Mr. Sonny Ray uh, attended, is where he first um, actually, you know, had his, his his uh, extraterrestrial uh, experience, I guess, huh? Experiences, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that was like my my freshman year. It was my I actually discovered him the year he passed away. So uh, this was like 1992, 93, uh, and it was just a trip to find out that he went to that same wow. very same school that I attended. Yeah, it's a mind blower, right? <laughs> And that, that is the one side of your uh, eclectic kind of a, a spiritual um, uh, experimental version. And then you also have this other uh, more conventional um, four to the floor type of influence, I would say. Um, not taking anything from you as, an, uh, as a musician and artist. Um, 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 I was reading up on you uh, of some influences from um, Theo Parrish and, uh, and Rick Wade. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, <laughs> again, you got forward-thinking cats. You know, definitely, I would I would point to uh, to them as you know. I would say, if not directly influences, definitely we see eye to eye musically and a lot of things. A lot of things that they may do are are things that are you know like oh that makes total sense you know what i mean to to me yeah i, I think i think it's a one i know i think it's a wonderful thing and uh, that's one of uh, one reason why i asked because um this um these cutting edge guys that just have have it in their gut somehow if that if that makes sense <laughs> And uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure that uh, they've lived a life, uh, and you, you uh, pound the pavement to get to where they are. And 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 if their if their light, their beacon can shine on somebody else, that's fantastic. When you got your first break releasing your music, because of such of a, an extraordinary approach, do you find it an uphill battle to get labels to sign this type of music? <laughs> Uh, it's a constant struggle, man. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, 
a road less traveled for sure so you know it it definitely doesn't um it doesn't hit everybody the same way you know you got people that get it and then you have people that might think it sounds like you know garbage or like unfathomable you know this doesn't make sense you know uh but it's you know it's it's as close as I can stay to my original idea or ethos of, of creating, um, that's what that's what makes me happy, you know. So it's it's a, it's great when you find a, a label that understands and you know supports what you're doing. So yeah, that's a, that's always a plus. Securities, securities on on pan. How did that come about? Uh, I think it came about um, through, you know, one one thing leads to another. So I think the year prior to that, I had put out um, Theta Wave Brain Sync on Deep Black. And that, that album was really well received. And uh, at that time, A.B. Armin had moved to Berlin and uh, set up shop over there. So... He brought the guys over. We came over. We did, you know, label nights and uh, little one-offs here and there. And um, I don't know. I had made connections in previous years with uh, some of the people that work with uh, the guys at Pan. I had done some shows in San Francisco. You know, some something kind of outside of the box of like normal club type performance. I had done some uh, some uh, some outdoor uh, creative. Type performance. Uh, it's slipping my mind now. But long story short, uh, in Berlin, I run into uh, Bill, the head of Pen, and uh, we do. Uh, I do a. I end up doing a boiler room with um, uh, Laurel Halo and uh, Aerosmith, a, a bunch of the Pan affiliated or directly um, Pan related artists, and. Uh, we, we build a connection from that point and talked about maybe, you know, doing something in the future. So, you know, you know, it, it goes, you know, talks into trading ideas and songs. And then, uh, you know, a year or so later, out comes the record. Securities. Let's let the uh, listeners uh, kind of hear it. And was Securities the title track of the album? Uh, the title track, yeah. There's an actual song called Securities. Right, circuitous, right. Let's listen in for a second.
securities. I'm never gonna get that securities. <laughs> and is that was that uh, the seller for the LP, uh, or were they all just? A- yeah, I think it was presented as like a body of work, and uh, that just happened to be title song. Um, I don't think I, I held it up like, oh, this is ah, this is the the hit song of the album. It was just uh, you know very, I think. Uh, I think I was trying to get across, really to try to put, you know, some deep feeling into like electron, an electronic, uh, electronically produced album. So, um, yeah. Uh, what would, what would you say? What would you say was your, was your favorite track on the album? On this, or the most challenging? Yeah. Challenging. Um, I mean, every every song is a, a challenge. It's a challenge not to like repeat something you might have done already. You know, I think I I look right, for right. that as a challenge. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's definitely that that song. I, I wanted to really uh, explore you know different time signatures on that. So that was a uh, so it's the t- so it's the t- it's the time signature that uh difference is that what you were exploring more and i think this is also what what uh, uh, intrigues me a lot mm-hmm. is that is that you are uh consciously changing these signatures mm-hmm. and which gives your sound such a great movement mm-hmm. you know? yeah i try to try to uh make it reflective of life you know you gotta switch it up sometimes you have to switch it up mid midway to to get to get it to where you're trying to go so you know yeah give me one more track on that on that on that album that that i would like for the listeners to listen to i know it's a bit of maybe yeah what were you gonna say what are you gonna suggest maybe one of your uh, I, th- I guess we suggested earlier was K, huh? Yeah, I mean it's a bit heavy. You know? it's, it's like a, a really uh, uh, like a s- slow number, but uh, <laughs> I think. Well, I would I, w- I would like to give the the listeners a different approach to what you do. So the other one is kind of relaxed and chilled and kind of a uh, 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 smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, So let's listen to um, K real quick. Okay. okay. Sound like a film score. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's uh, that's the that's a uh, actually where it's coming from. A lot of it, the music is coming coming from that point of view.
find that a, a total, totally different environment. <laughs> those, 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 those drums, man, were intense. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, are you playing these yourself? You playing these live? I, pl I play mostly everything on there. It's, it's not a lot of samples in, in my music. The your your next release or your uh, I guess African science is uh, the infinite instance. Mm -hmm. Now that's a to that's a totally different approach. Uh, let's listen in to what's your favorite tune on this on this uh, EP. Wow, it's a it's a short three piece. So. Um, on this EP, they must be a favorite for you. Um, song two. That's fun. Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun on me. I kind of like the napod, napod a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Run with that one. Run with that one. and also <laughs> contrabass. Right. Uh, so yeah, that was my uh, my. I don't know if record collectors out there will we'll get the reference. But this that was my Windham Windham Hill records moment. Super. <laughs> Windham Hills moment. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so talk, that was an inspiration inspiration for this song. Uh, I mean that that's definitely. Uh, uh, inspiration of mine, like that, all that whole acoustic scene, you know. Uh, so, so that one, that song was was coming off of a. I was moving back into my solo work at that point, but that has traces of uh, maybe s some of the techniques used in uh, the previous record from last from last uh, summer, uh, the the Le Glacier record. So it's more like a sound art piece where, you know, I did some field, field recording 
and uh, brought in film and composition work. Yeah. 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 It was basically, you know, kind of uh, like, all right, the feeling of uh, you know, moving into uh, out of out of the cold season into like, OK, flowers are starting to to bloom again and <laughs> I don't know try to go into <laughs> right. to that mind state mind state mm-hmm. yeah and then on the same release you have uh, let's listen to Font real quick Font on me <laughs> This release is on Deep Black, right? Actually, that that's just a little personal release for my, you know, my my little imprint. a part of your um, polyrhythmic um, grooves uh, yeah. type of feel? Yeah, definitely is a lot of uh, action going on there rhythmically, for sure. Action and, and knock, like bump. It's got like the low end and the skitter, scattered snare work. Yeah. And um, what were you feeling when you were producing this piece? A lot of things at once, man. It's like, uh, you know, it's kind of melancholy, but then again, it's got a little groove thing happening on the guitar. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, it, it has a, it's it's difficult to, to really pin down one, one mood of feeling. I, I would say it's uh, definitely uh, emotional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and time signature for that was? Uh, I think that's a just a, a regular f- four four piece. It's just that you know the rit- the rhythm is in such a way that it, you know it can it can throw you off. 
if if you let it overwhelm you but it's 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 there it has a silent four i like to call it silent four <laughs> okay cool this next one anniversary african sciences tell me about that one uh a, a remix isn't it the, the khalil anthony yeah, piece yeah, yeah. remix Re- remix i'll play it really quick okay all I remember you, we used to be. to uh, to come to that point on that on that particular song you know um, basically um, Damon Bell and, and Khalil made uh, the original version of this song Anniversary and uh, when I heard it I was like man you, you guys gotta let me uh, do something with that so uh, you know I, I kicked around with, with those lyrics for a while tried to uh, build around you know Khalil's voice, which is, you know, he has, he has that growl reminiscent of a uh, singer's late 70s. Uh, I, I would put him in the line of 
like a Teddy Pendergrass with the, the grit that he has in his voice. Um, so I just wanted to try to con- contrast. Uh, actually, we've been working for, for quite a while. We have other material. Uh, but uh, I just, you know, wanted to make a, a version of, of the uh, song that had my take on it. Right. Yeah. This collaboration, uh, the the ingredients, the uh, the vocalist was who? Khalil Anthony. Okay. Yeah. And the, and the original by Damon Bell. And where is Damon from? Damon is uh, he's part of Deep Black Family. He's from um, he's from Sacramento, but uh, we we are all Oakland. You know, we we formed in Oakland, so he's he's holding down Oakland still. Fantastic. That's a great, that was a great tune. I'm glad you got your hand on it. Mm. Um, the next one I would like for you to describe to us is the Rising Tides. Okay. trampling beats as as if horses are stumbling over rocks <laughs> in the field or something. Um, how in the hell did you come up with this? Oh, well, <laughs> on the shores, on the shores of the East Bay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, give me a little, give me a little background on this one. Uh, well, actually, I was uh, approached 
by uh, the guys. Uh, man, they're gonna kill me because I can't think of their names right now. Who I did the remix for. Um, and uh, uh, so, uh, I don't know, they, they caught me during a really creative uh, period. I uh, just done another remix, kind of in a similar vein, but but uh, coming from a different, whole different direction. Uh, and also at that time, I was uh, working along with a dance troupe. Uh, I was scoring a, a live uh, dance, uh, uh, a play basically, and uh, I was working with this chorus player um, named Karamu. Uh, and uh, the, the core you hear in that song, it's deeply embedded, but if you listen closely, there's some live core action going on in there. Oh, I, I, I heard all of it. Yeah, that. yeah. So, uh, I mean, def- definitely like all of the, um, I, I wanted to rhythmically make the beat feel as if it was being pulled to and fro by the by the water, you know, by by the tide, you know. So definitely, there's a, like a, a, a give and take rhythmically, and then there's you know all of this little intricate stuff going on sound-wise. Uh, this the strings are, are like pulling, expanding, and contracting. Uh, definitely wanted to give that that feeling of you know water back and forth motion yeah hey man i have to say brilliant really this is brilliant some man. brilliant compositions well thought out it seems like uh sounds mm. like a lot of time on that production uh yeah yeah there's you know like uh there's versions there's versions like the song progressed from one from one thing into another like i i think i did two remixes for those guys and uh I did maybe two different versions of both of those songs. So there's like four different songs, <laughs> but two made it. Next one is tell me about your collaboration with uh, Les Graces. Am I pr- pronouncing that correctly? <laughs> uh, I'll do my best to pronounce it. I, even I doubt myself sometimes because it's not you know my native tongue but it's like glacier the glacier yeah please describe this uh collaboration and tell us why and who you are working with on this project uh so that's uh my collaboration with um sound yeah sound artist uh musician from from paris and uh you know that's that's uh that's one of those, uh, that was one of those peanut butter and jelly moments where, you know, these two things go well together, really. Like, I think we were both interested in seeing how each of our sounds and uh, uh, tech, tech, technical production methods would fit with each other, yeah. What part of the musicianship did she take part in? Actually, that that's the beauty of it. You would think, okay, I did all of the rhythmic spacey stuff and she did all of the sound work, but I I would say it's more um, everybody's doing everything. So, yeah. Uh, 
it's a little of both actually it's a little of both um yeah i would say it's 50 50. we're gonna listen in for a second here to uh one of the tunes Mm -hmm. um from you um let's see here it's called on the rapids okay say that we, we definitely try to tap into like a, like a mystic mystical like property in in sound you know even like with considering like everyday sounds and incorporating that in movement in inside of a you know a sound space like that when we perform that music we we spread it out the sound is, is moving like uh, you know multi multi speaker it's it's placement you know all of that stuff okay. track yeah all of that stuff travels so uh <laughs> that's a, that's that's i know it's hard to 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 describe because i can hear that you know 
the choices and sounds and rhythms and landscapes, I mean soundscapes are quite complex and, I, and I'm really going to continue to try to understand how you um, see these see these rhythms in colors in in moments in in in, in a state of shock or, you know uh, all, uh, all of the above um, all of the above like yeah everything you said just did like colors moments and like oh that not not to shock or like you know not not like spec spectacle music not trying to like do it just for the sake of doing something different but but definitely try to just open new doors you know yeah doors. well it sounds like sounds like you have a lot of stuff here that belongs with film mm. um and um uh, i would probably have to uh encourage that because uh i think uh it's a there's a lot of pictures being uh, portraits being painted here I'm, I'm, this yeah. is definitely. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking for for an end to that world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, uh, a star a star stunted movie would be perfect for oh, your sound. Oh my god! <laughs> so 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 we'll listen. We'll listen in to one more, and then we will close out the uh, the interview and get on to your DJ okay. mix. Okay. This tune is called. In, in the will by La Gracie into the will yeah into will
I guess we could go on and on and on and on and on and still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to make sense of it all. Try to make sense. <laughs> I must say that uh, I'm very happy to have you on the show because um, you have a very special way of bringing together music that may not have or otherwise been thought of. Um, I love this flow and body of works you you set forth. Um, and I hope that in the future you have much more success and in and uh and continuing this path because I think um the to challenge um people musically with a you have a very tender touch in doing so which is not too cluttered and too too scary or too to dive into. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really interesting and um, uh, much respect for that uh, that hard work that you put into this stuff because I'm sure Definitely that it, uh, the road less takes traveled, a lot of um, focus. But I really appreciate, you know, when I come across people like yourself that are, you know, truly into it and get behind it. So, yeah, it's, that's, what it's, that's what makes it worth it all, you know. What can we expect from you uh, in the near future release-wise? Um, right now, I'm, I'm uh, moving around a... a full-length LP. I have several that are ready, but, uh, you know, just um, the time and place has to be correct to do it. Um, but uh, bef before then, I do have my EP on Deep Black, you know, selection of... Yeah, I'm looking forward. Yeah, selection of songs. That's a welcome back to the to the family label you know uh, so mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to that too uh the title of this the title of this ep uh it's reciprocity reciprocity yeah uh a little give and take action there <laughs> uh so yeah looking forward mm -hmm. to that uh i want to really you know take take the music to tr try to constantly try to take it to other places and uh, perform it. Performing it is, is really uh, makes, you know, things worthwhile too. Um, uh, I'd really like to get into orchestration, like to work with, you know, more musicians to try to see where, where, where the music can go. Yeah. Uh, like the, the comp compositional aspect of it, like where can it be taken? You know, how how, how can we present it? You know, um, in new ways. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, do you have any uh, live collaborations coming up lately with uh, uh, with um, Gail? Uh, right now, we're we're trying to get something going for early winter. I, I do think I'll be heading back to Europe. Uh, maybe at the top of the year, so we're just trying to put put together some dates, you know. Okay. Yeah. I reached out to Gail and asked her. I'd love to get her on the show as well. Um, I listened to some of her stuff earlier today, mm. and um, looking mm. forward. She said she's got she's got a gig on the weekend, so we get her back on here and uh, uh, get her talking also uh, about the the collaboration between you two. Well, my, um, that would be the right person to get. She, you know, she loves to, she loves the discourse, yeah, on, uh, on music and such. 
Well, Mr. Eric Douglas Porter, uh, AKA uh, African Sciences, it's, it's been a pleasure to uh, have you on the Decisive Podcast again. And I love your positive energy and, uh, and support. I would like for you to tell us um, what was your inspiration um, for this episode of the Decisive Podcast uh, mix? Um, d- definitely like it was coming from, you know, not necessarily left field this this go around but i wanted to really play some of the music and some of the artists that uh that i've been you know just listening to just you know when i'm not working myself Uh, a lot of the music in in the, the podcast is either friends personal friends or maybe a few like an un uh released things from myself and some collaborators you have some goodies in there yeah so i hopefully people will enjoy it oh great um if and when uh the you playing out in the club what can the audience expect to hear in one of your i would let's go with a dj set okay it, it, you know, it really depends on uh, on the venue, the crowd. You know, if if it's a, a crowd that seems like they're open and receptive to be going a bit here and there musically, then you know I'll stretch out. Uh, but also, I know you know sometimes it's not always possible to to just you know, to come from left field on a dance floor type of scene. So, you know, I can, I can, I can keep it straight too. I can keep, I can do it all, I think. Well, let's hope for the best because I've, there's a new genre called left field. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new, new genre on Beatport and all over the, uh, the, uh, uh the record shops and it's called left yeah, field. Yeah, that's, so. so that's what they love uh, the stuff that they can't categorize. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, um, uh, let's, uh, listen in to your, to, to your mix and, uh, let's, uh, dive into the man behind the music, Mr. African Sciences, the master in the mix. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks, Roberto. Straying 
used to make 